are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 21st, we're recording it tonight on March 21st, but it's probably going to be out on March 22nd edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. It's Eric Garcia Gunderson here, joined by Corbin Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frequent co-host on the pod. What's up, Big Corbs? Big Corbs in the house. Oh, oh, oh. The big dog is here. Big Am I doing this joke on here? We gotta, you, you know what? We have to get. We have to get. Based on the last time we had a pod together, we have to get Coach Doof. We gotta get Coach Doof on the pod. Oh yeah, the Doof, the Doof. Day before, <laughs> we gotta get the coach on. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I, I'm just that's that's a pod that that will happen. I think. Are you coming to the Hoop Summit this year? Um, Eric? I won't. I don't think I'll go to the practices because of the old uh, day Real job, job. Real the, job. The, old day, the old day job. But, um, it's so fun to cover, but I've done it twice, and I just don't have anything else to say about dude, it. R- dude, here's the thing. Yeah, you, you've kind of done, unfortunately, like you, you have done some very definitive pieces on the Nike Hoop Summit, but now you've already done those pieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's super fun to cover. It owns that it's in Portland. Going to the facility and like watching all these like scouts like zombie out in front of all these kids for hours on end. Dude, honestly, you should go because just like I think the thing that you should look into now is not just like going there. You should like really get in on some of the, you know, like when guys are watching and talking and, you know, like, like, like this guy sucks. Like, you know, yeah, you know, st- yeah. St- those Dave st- was st- terrible. Yeah, like that guy. Oh man, that guy's really good. Oh wow, like like things like that. Like that. That's honestly for me, is when I went to Hoop Summit, uh, when I was at the practices and stuff, is just talking to people about who's out there, and it's like, because, you know, you can kind of do that. I mean, everyone's also like, you know, doing their own like, you know, they all have to be quiet, and it's it's honestly really funny. To watch them all like in their little mini corporate like front office bubbles and they all like sit there and like some of them take notes and some of them don't. Some of them talk and some of them are some silent. Some of them like look at their phone. Yeah, some of them look at their phone. Like it, it, like I, that to me like just like experiencing that and just like how much of like a just you know it's just such a fun – you see the rat race basically. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty cool. But the, I mean, the players and seeing all the players is definitely the coolest part by far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it I do. rules. It rules to cover. I've I've just written about it twice. I don't know what else. Like, yeah, there's no. I yeah. mean, I don't know what there is unless the thing. I think you should. What if you wrote something about like R.J. Barrett or something? Yeah, then I don't have to talk to people. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Who's the yeah RJ? Who's the who's the good one this year? Is it RJ Barrett or yeah RJ? As our, our buddy Seth joked the other day, eleven time <laughs> Nike Hoop Summit uh, oh, Nike yeah. Hoop Summit. Uh, oh yeah, oh yes, he's RJ, the, he's RJ the Barrett. Canadian, he's the young Canadian man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played in it yeah. last year when he was sixteen. And yes, he did. Um, no, and he was also his dad is like, or like I'm pretty sure his dad 
uh, is like very involved with Canada basketball, and the coach of the world team is Canadian. So RJ was at right, right, RJ, right, ran R, like like RJ was literally at every Nike Hoop Summit for like ten years. Ray Rana, yeah, Roy Rana is the the coach, and and Roy Rana's very uh, uh, he wears uh, he wears dark rimmed glasses, like that's Roy Rana's deal, like he like Roy Rana's the dude who's like who's uh, who's very who's just a little bit more enlightened. Welcome than the to welcome to Lockdown Blazers, where we're giving you the Nike Hoop Summit slash Canada basketball takes of your dreams. Yeah. Every time I will say, let's. I'm, I, I kind of want to continue on. The, I mean, we we're going to talk a lot of Blazers on this, but I wanted to get this point across. And it was something that I at Nike Hoop Summit I realized it, and then at All Star I realized it again. Every single one of these like global basketball events that I go to, I'm constantly reminded of how Canada is like coming for us. In, oh, bas- yeah. in basketball, like, like, like Canada is taking over. We lucked out. We lucked out. We lucked out that Wiggins was terrible. Yeah, yeah. We we lucked out that Wiggins can't doesn't and can't and won't shoot threes. Yeah. Um. And yeah. We, we got lucky on that one. Everyone. Everyone else though, they're not making that same mistake twice. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I, I mean, I love the Nike Hoop Summit, but but Canada, I think Australia is also. Um, like on the on the come up, uh, if you will, for uh, you know these international countries, because I think Spain is on kind of on the way down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Spain had like a fifteen year run. Yeah, and and you know, like a but yeah, they had a they had a goal, they had a golden generation. Also, the the Gasol's parents had excellent genes, except for Adria, bum. <laughs> Who has a, had, a, had a great Twitter presence? Oh, does he? Uh, he did. He did. I think he tweeted for a while. But like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's another. That's a fun. Also, that's a kind of like a fun rabbit hole to go down sometimes on NBA Twitter. Is the siblings of NBA players? Like, it's a pretty good Twitter rabbit oh hole. Oh my god! Oh my god! Adria Gasol's profile picture is unbelievable. Oh. What is it? Can you describe it for our listeners? He's um, he's he's a Gasol brother. He's sort of he's closer to Pow than he is to Mark, I would say. And he's wearing a turtleneck and a uh, gray jacket. And he's pointing an iPhone at the camera and looking at it as smokily as he can. Rad, very cool. His his top tweet is he he stopped tweeting and appears. I it's hard to say if it is Adria Gasol even. It's uh, it's, it's, it's it's someone masquerading as Adria it very Gasol. Could, well, could be, but if it is Adria Gasol, uh, it says check out that sexy beast on the top of, with a picture of Pau Gasol. So I, he might be calling his brother a sexy beast. Yeah. Anyway, Canada's coming uh, for uh, world basketball glory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's Lockdown Blazers here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's me and Corbs. Corbs, who you may know from Vice Sports, Blame a Week. Uh, Deadspin. Dead, Deadspin. That's right. Damn right. You might know me from, uh, from harassing Blazers outsiders on their Facebook page. Yeah. Telling them to have me on the show. Yeah, uh, they continue to not have me on the show. They are cowards. 
uh, every last one of them. Because you, refu- uh, you refuse to, to make a video. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have to make a video. Honestly, what you should do is just like do a screen recording right now of Lockdown Blazers and just be like, here. Look at this gold. Look at this. It's unbelievable. Look at these you takes. Like, just like, look at these takes and this is how I can emote with these yeah. takes. And just like, boom. Did you say take it or break it? Ta- oh, take it or break it. Of course. My favorite sports podcast. America's favorite sports podcast. America's favorite sports takes game show. Uh, we got we're having we're having uh, John Wilms and uh, Mike Pellucci on this week. Wow, Wilms and Pellucci. That's a, that's, yeah, that's I, a... yeah, John Wilms. Who knew John <laughs> Wilms would ever be on the show? <laughs> Wilms, who has his own day of the week. He's like you're the Joe House to your Bill Simmons. If I, I think that John would be mad if you heard him calling him that. But yeah, okay. Uh, John's my boy because we we talk about uh, Vanderpump Rules. Oh yeah, that t- I, this is the this is the most baffling thing to me, John. Eric, I get it from a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but John has like an MFA. I don't know. You right. know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> dude, here's the thing though. Like it's John like, goes to poetry readings. But dude, like the show is so absurd. Like that's the thing is like not only are they like like I know you get the vibe that like, you know, they're, you know, quote unquote terrible people and they are, you know, kind of shitty shitty people. Um, but but it's just the insane like it's just it's just so wild like it is stranger than fiction what they do like it's like it's just like so out of this just out of control and i don't watch it every week uh but i do watch it pretty frequently and i've watched a lot of episodes because uh my girlfriend really likes the show and (laughs) and it's kind of like it's honestly sports it's sport. Okay. All right. Like i i think vanderpump rules is is sport it's a mix of sports and theater that I think is is really hilarious. Sort of like it's sort of like uh, going to the uh, to the Disney on Ice. Honestly, yeah, it's like Disney. It's the Disney on Ice of reality television yeah, shows. Dude, one of the guys on there is like a walking billboard for Barstool Sports. It's like so weird, dude. What? Yeah, dude. Like he's just into Barstool, dude. I think he he definitely. I mean, I mean, I'm just guessing that he is getting paid by Barstool Sports to wear uh, Barstool merch. Huh? Yeah. I mean, the show. It, it, it like I said, Stranger in Fiction. Um, but anyway, Wilms is into that, and I watch it on occasion. It's it's one of the more entertaining reality shows, in my opinion. But uh, normally, I just hate everything that is reality tv but yeah yeah no yeah yeah i mostly not, I'm, yeah yeah i mostly hate Van. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah i don't hate like, Van john, like john like john like you know writes poetry and he like he's like yeah i had to go to an, uh, this poetry event he'll like say things like that and he'll be like yeah but i left early to watch vanderpump rules <laughs> I mean, dude, Klosterman Cl- like writes about like the real world and stuff yeah, all the time. Yeah, Klosterman's not Klosterman. That's like, that's just like high end. Like, Klosterman doesn't actually like Klosterman doesn't like read books. You know, dude, dude, we have to. I mean, he's a he's a Portland resident now. I apologize, Chuck. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, Chuck. If, Chuck, by the way, if you want to have come, you seen, if, have you, you seen him around town? Um, I actually have a friend that has seen him multiple times around town. Or you don't have to say. 
Where I does won't. he hang out? I, I won't. You won't? I'm not trying to blow up the spot. I mean, what, I will say one thing. This is not going to blow up the spot. One time he saw him at the airport. Well, yeah. Everyone goes to the airport. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like... I go to the airport to sell uh, cocaine. <laughs> okay. To... I, I'm not going to finish that joke. No, I, okay. First of all, yeah, Corbin, you're definitely... Uh, that was that was a take. That's a take right there. What, that I go to the airport to sell cocaine? Yeah, that's a hot take right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's quite a take. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we're here to talk about... We're, we're here after 12 minutes uh, that we just spent shooting shooting the shit. So, and you go to the Nike Hoop Summit? or Yeah, they, yeah, they went from like Nike Hoop Summit to selling cocaine at an airport. Uh, but the Blazers are finally coming off a loss uh, after last night's loss. Their four-point, 115-111 loss to the Houston Trash. Rockets. You saw that game, Corbs. Terrible. I watched Did that game as well. Straight everybody. I, Execute Terry. I, I, I talked about it on the podcast last night, but uh, what was your take? Socialist if you, if, uprising. Overthrow Paul Allen. The people will control the Blazers now. Um, well, what was my take on the thing? Um, the game last night. I mean, I know that like Chris Paul had you know that that miss, like game winning miss, basically at the end of the game last night. And uh, I know some people were a little looking for a foul on that last possession. Yeah, I'm not. You're not going to get Corbin to do any of that. Yeah, that I didn't agree with that. I, I didn't think it was. I don't think you can call that. Uh, that late in the game, uh, especially under the basket contact, which I feel like is uh, way more. They let it go way more. I think these days uh, the, there's tons of physicality in the paint uh, under the basket uh, in the in this league, especially when you get late in games. But it, it's physical all the time down there, so I'm not surprised that they didn't call that. But uh, I uh, for the Blazers. How, how, yeah, and how, how happy with you as a, as a proud father of Yusuf Nurkic? Oh yeah, Nurk was great, which is good to see. Um, yeah, big game Nurk. I will say. Uh, look, say what you will about Nurk. Uh, not scared. I have to ask you. Yeah. I, I mean, okay, first of all, let's let's follow up on that point. Nurk, he not only got absolutely violently dunked on by. LeBron James, which you wrote about a little bit today. Oh, yeah, I did. On Vice Sports. <laughs> yeah, uh, and my article about how Fly Like an Eagle is the ultimate uh, dunk song. And, and I, I can't disagree. You have persuaded me of that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. But Thanks. He, gets, he gets dunked on violently by LeBron. Then he like got James Harden on switches a bunch of times. He had one three where Harden like he like he actually did a pretty good job but Harden did that nasty like step back that almost looks like a travel but it's not uh to to get to the step back 3 and he hit it in Nurk's face and Nurk I think he got a hand up on that and uh but the next couple of times down Harden drives the lane Nurkic swats him and then he gets a big rebound on the next possession like that was the thing that was really impressive to me is like, yeah, he had those post-up buckets and I saw I had a lot of people. That was say, a little, a I little saw, piece of me was frustrated with the post-up buckets because they needed threes and not twos at those point. So I thought, but okay. I'm glad you disagree with me because we should talk about this. Oh, okay. 
because I I thought that it was really smart that Stotts actually went big because Nurkic can handle himself defensively and, you know, th- th- they can all shoot. But, like, P.J. Tucker, you know, you can close out on him. Nurk can close out on him and close the distance because he's such a good shot blocker. Like, Nurk, N- Nurk can really protect the rim. And if – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree if, with if this Por- part. If Portland secures a rebound, you know, and, and, and in a game against Houston, man – you got the the problem is you can't just you can't trade defense for offense. You you kind of have to live with what you have because they're going to push the tempo, they're going to run and gun, and you're not going to get to sub in all the time. So I think what I think you just take Nurk's defense and hope that on offense his size is an advantage. And I think against Houston at least because they don't have a Draymond inside who is really good at guarding big guys on the block. They don't have that guy. I mean, Capella is pretty solid, but he's still pretty slight. And yeah. uh, I, I, I think also Capella presents his own disadvantages in a late game scenario, which is to say he is unbelievably bad at making free throws. Right, right? that's the Capella thing, right? I'm pretty okay. sure. But yeah, uh, I mean, it is really encouraging to see Nurk the play the way he did. I uh, thought it was cool and fun to see him post up. And I definitely think that he does belong out on the court at that time uh, because he is uh, a very good defensive player who the Rockets can't really match up with. I just felt like in that particular scenario, the Blazers were starting to grip it at the seat of their, were starting to really grip it with their nails a little bit. And I think that they uh, probably should have just tried to go out there and get a few threes. Although, even in saying this, I feel like a little cynical. So, uh. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, like, I agree that, like, okay, I agree in the holistic sense that shooting threes is better than shooting twos. Like, I, not I'm, all, not, I, and I, and I'm not trying to say, like, no, always. I, I just, like, like, in that scenario. Right. Time. Yeah, okay. I, I, I get it. I, I, I just... You know, I, I do think that it sometimes uh, it sometimes is fool's gold when you're not a team like Houston, where you don't have that kind of shooting, that kind of playmate. I mean, they have Portland has great shooting and playmaking with Damon CJ, but Houston has Eric Gordon. They have Ariza. They have PJ Tucker. You know, they have Ryan Anderson. They have a bunch of guys. All Chris Paul, for that matter. Yeah, Chris Paul can shoot now. I mean, he hit Chris Paul hit five threes last night. Yeah. Like underrated every, part of his game throughout his entire career, I think. Every, everybody on that team can shoot, and and unfortunately, I mean, you know, I I don't think Portland's. I mean, Zach Collins. You know, you can see a five out lineup with Zach Collins working where everybody can shoot, but the problem with that is, is that you know, he, Collins he can shoot the three, and maybe that's the move because he can create something on offense for you. But the problem with Ed Davis, at least for me, he gets the extra possessions, But and he's a good finisher. But if things break down, you can't just throw the ball to Ed Davis. Mm, yeah. Whereas you can with Nurk a little bit. Yeah, and, and I think the, the, the key with Nurk is it's against smaller guys. Because he he's had really a, a tough time posting up against big dudes. Like he he hasn't had the best post up season. I mean, in fairness, like nobody's good at that anymore, really. 
And I mean, it's Lam- arguable. I mean, yeah, if it, I, I mean Lamarcus. Oh my God. I mean, Lam- I mean, Lamarcus is good at it. I'm sorry, who? Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> Lamarcus is very, Lamarcus not, is very good at scoring in the post. Still, not familiar. Not familiar. Um, so him leading the the Spurs to a po- possible playoff berth is the. But it's the most unnerving thing that's ever happened. But but how happy are you that Portland is gonna potentially have home court advantage in a series against the San Antonio Spurs? In the that three, would be in the three six. That would be um, like too much, right? I mean, that would be a lot. But like it would be, like, it would be fun. Like like people would start murdering each other in the streets of Portland. It would get too heated. Like, like last night. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm entirely too online. But like last night, people watching people. You know what? I'll, I'm I'm going to name names. Watching Mike Acker lose his mind online. <laughs> shout out to Mike about, Acker. Shout look. Shout out to Mike. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a, he's a wonderful man. Uh, uh, a family man. Don't Com- get me wrong. Comedy writer at the Oregonian. Uh, yes, a, a, a fabulous writer at the Oregonian. A, a, a brother, a father, a son. But watching him comprehensively lose his mind over Harden doing a little light flopping, people here could not handle playing in a series against LaMarcus. Like, like, <laughs> like, like the amount of like emotions that they were, that people were ginning up against James Harden, who I guess all be genuine with LaMarcus. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it would like, like, like people like they would, would cut, fly. they would, they would cut deep. Yeah. People like, would like, I'm like Portland fans would I like, I'm actually like, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not any. You know, these all y'all are adults. Just, you know, I feel like there could be some 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 strong insults from the Blazers, uh, and or at least from the Blazers fans, not from the Blazers themselves. I yeah, don't think oh, I don't think the, oh, the guys because well, like, I, th- I think because I think Lamarcus and by the way, have you listened to? Because did you read the Michael Pina uh, feature on LA? No, I did not. Michael P- Pina wrote a great thing. It was over, a great feature with Lamarcus. Yeah, your colleague over by Sports, the NBA writer. The, sorry for not reading, it was Michael. So anyway, um, Lamarcus basically said, you know, like you know, he, he basically talked about him and Dame and like wishing that he could have done certain things differently and like communicated differently and communicated better. And uh, I think you know, Dame. Did you listen to the Rob Mahoney uh, podcast with Dame? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, Blazer fans, if you're new to the podcast and and you haven't heard me say this before, uh, go subscribe and listen to Breakaway, uh, the Sports Illustrated podcast. It's like a long form interview. Uh, this American Life meets the NBA type of. Uh, hey, while you're at it, check out uh, Doughboys. <laughs> okay, but any anyway, Dame was featured in an episode about leadership and Lamarcus comes up in that, in that podcast. And he basically says, you know, when he thought like, like Dame, like naively admits that like he came into the league and he thought, 
oh, I'm going to join the Blazers. I'm going to be with an all-star. I'm the, you know, fran- you know, potential franchise point guard. LaMarcus is going to take me under my wing, uh, take me under his wing and like show me the ropes. And then he got there and he's like, oh shit, you know, this is, this is a job. Like everyone here is an adult, you know, everyone here is not like, it's not like college where everyone's just hanging out all the time. So mm-hmm. I I I I think I think Damon the point is of citing both of those things is that I think Damon Lamarcus like don't really have any beef. Yeah, no, of course they don't. Of course nobody does. They're all professionals. That but but I'm just speaking about the um the Mike Ackers of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mike Acker. Who are just not, uh, they're just not emotionally equipped. I just don't think anybody's ready for this. Yeah. For that, for that possibility. I think it would, I think that, I think that a lot of people would say some things about LaMarcus they can't take back. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. I do regret that there could be like some, like, like LaMarcus, like, like if he were, you know, if LaMarcus, you know, wins a championship or something and like, well, just, let's not. I'm, go just saying, that far. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I think not this year, but if it's another year, like. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I, I mean, I don't. You know, there, there could be some scenarios where, you know, I think right now, if he was like going to retire, he would, you know, may, probably get his number retired as a Blazer. I don't think that would happen if they had a playoff series because I think the, the yeah, the beef and, would be incredible. God, could you imagine attending? LaMarcus Aldridge's retirement ceremony and being like, there he was the best six ten forward to do it at the end of a decade <laughs> or something. Yeah. I mean, he did it really, I mean, he's still really good, man. I mean, he, he did make the all-star team on a legitimate, uh, how happened? Sorry to, you know, anyway, who would you, I mean, I think we've talked about this Minnesota. I think we agree even though they will get Butler back. I don't think, I think there's a lot of uh, anxiety in that fan base. Uh, I, um, I, uh, I've been convinced that Denver will not make it. Uh, How happy are you that Jokic is? Yeah. Jokic, Jokic and his team are once again coming up. Fraud. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> or he's not an American actually, but Jokic is a fraud. Um, uh, I think he's Serbian. That sounds right. Um, the, I will say, I will say this. The one I wanted more than anyone was the thunder. That was just, Oh yeah. So delicious. It seems like they're going to pull it out. I think when I was on take it or break it last with Dan Morang, uh, we talked about who the funniest team would be in the West to miss. Yeah, yeah. miss oh, the, yeah, and, and, and we all, and we both named the Thunder. I didn't actually name the Nuggets because I wanted to see Will Barton in the playoffs. Um, but Utah, dude, Utah has just kicked some butt lately, dude. Like, yeah, like the, dude. Thing. I mean, you were in on them early. I Gobert is on the low. I I mean, I have dumb and conventional NBA opinions. And one is that Gobert is on the low, a top 10 NBA player. Like that guy is so unbelievable at defense uh, on his own that of, of course Utah is very good out of nowhere after they recover for some injuries. They have excellent players. I know he's resting, but 
Do you think Gordon Hayward's a fraud? Oh, Gordon Hayward is clearly a fraud. Could not be more of a fraud. I mean, went to the Celtics. That's disgusting. Is that like, oh, by the way, how crazy is it? Uh, the, actually, this is perfect timing that we talk about this on the Blazers podcast because the Celtics are coming into town on Friday. Frauds. And, and, last one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to make sure that it, you knew how Corbin felt about uh, the Celtics. But also, they've been hit by a zillion injuries, dude. They are like Kyrie's not even on the road trip. Marcus yeah. Smart is going to done for the year. Their backup center, the German guy uh, Daniel Tace, is done for the year. Everybody's um everybody's injuring themselves because uh, Brad Stevens is boring them to death by uh, spending hours diagramming plays before practices, and they and they'll just do anything to get out of it. So they've been they've been uh, hitting themselves with uh, pipes, things of that nature. Uh, Gobert has a on-court defensive rating of 97.1. <laughs> that's so low. So, so that's not even a that's not even a basket every other possession. <laughs> that's less did than a see, basket every other possession. Did you see the uh there was a graph recently about uh rim protection? Uh, uh, apparently I have no idea. No. Anyway, in this graph, Nurka traded out very well. This has been Corbin talks about a graph that nobody has seen. Uh, I did. Did you see that um, positive residual like flowchart of like the matchups between uh, different guys on the Blazers and guys on the Rockets? Like who was guarding who? Because like the Rockets isolate so much. Uh now, it, I mean, obviously they they've always been a three point offense, but now they mix in way more isolation because of CP and James Harden, and they showed this flowchart of like who was all guarding who in Blazers Rockets, uh, and uh, a lot of people scrutinized Dame uh, last night for his defense against James Harden, and I think you know it's a little unfair. I, you yeah, know, what I, are you gonna do? James Harden has several inches and. Uh... And uh, an unbelievable amount of butt weight on him. Like, what is he going to do? Yeah, and he has an incredible bag of moves that he can yeah. go to that is... James Harden is uh, very good. He's the MVP. Like, yes. No, like, I... as, as nuts as LeBron has been the last, like, 20, 20 or so games, and for most of the season except for that one month, like, Harden... Harden is by far the MVP. It's insane to like the season that he's having. LeBron is having a top three or four offensive season for his career, and he's definitely not going to win the MVP. No, because Harden's been incredible. Right. That's how good Harden's been. It's like, it's just, it's just incredible. Watch it. Look, people of Blazer Nation, I know that, I know that you all have a victim complex. I understand that, but but you all getting online and just losing your minds over James Harden beating the tar out of the Blazers last night, guys. It's not a. It's like not a good look. Like he's a, he's a genius. Yeah, like mate, like is he a is he a rogue? You know, does he uh does he exploit a few angles? Does he uh does he uh swing the butt around in a way that perhaps uh. You know, maybe uh, generate some extra points. Yes, absolutely. But he does it because he's a genius. 
Like this isn't like this isn't like this is a dude with like a perspective on basketball that goes like really far beyond like normal stuff. Like if you compare him, you know, if you compare him to Westbrook, like everybody likes Westbrook more except people who are right. Uh, I, I don't like Westbrook more. Uh, like everything Westbrook does is the simplest solution to a problem. It is. I am driving to the basket. I am pushing somebody out of the way to get a rebound. I, you know, I am doing the blah, blah. James Harden is just like, is just going out of his way to fold space time to make things happen. And then, and then people, and then you, the, 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 the I feel f- the sad lump in Mike Ackers that you all are. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mike. <laughs> You just gotta, you got to, you have to stick with the bit at this point. Oh yeah, I get the sad lump in Mike Ackers that you all are. You, you all just sit there and just lose your minds because you, you, because you know you have like these ideas about fairness. You have these ideas about how things are consistent. You know what I mean? Like James Harden is here and he's showing you that reality can be folded in half, and all you can think is, like, why didn't they call a foul on that? Free your minds, peasants. (laughs) You're you're peasants to your own mind. Yeah, yeah, you are are hurting yourself by not opening up the, the, the caverns of your mind. And like letting and like letting what James Harden can do for you in, man. Anyway, no, I mean that I will say, uh, I, we we commended Nurkic for how well he played that, and and also Nurkic's defense in the clutch. And we talked about how great he is, but he's been so good. In the yeah, yeah. he was really good. He was really really good last night. And, but but when Harden got him on that ISO, and he did like he did this. It almost was like he did like a figure eight move, like he like drove to the left, like then veered to the right, then like came back to the left, stepping back with a three. And it was it was it was it was like he was his feet were paintbrushes. Like it it was this crazy thing that it was I mean, it was just so incredible. And and he does that stuff. And it's the the thing, the the one thing that I think worries me about Houston and I hate to be this guy Harden has run out of gas in every single postseason D'Antoni plays the hell out of him and Chris Paul pulled up with a hamstring at the end of last night and and he has gotten hurt in every single in like the last three postseasons yeah also, I, also Chris Paul kind of loses his mind in the playoffs a little bit too. So, like, here's the thing: I, I, I know this is gonna sound like a like a homer take, but like, Houston is really good. They seem like a team of destiny, but they also like they're not invincible. Oh no! And, and the it, Warriors it, still have four incredibly excellent players. Yeah, who I think you know when they're ready and the, and healthy. Yeah, yeah I, I just don't care. Like they just couldn't have cared less this year. I was thinking about it the other day, though. Think about it, like I because everyone except Steph played for USA basketball in 2016 in the Olympics, so they all had 
that seven-game series against the Thunder, then the seven-game series against the Cavs, then they went to the Olympics. Then, Fatigue. Yeah, then they had then they had all of last year. Then they have this year where they're all getting injured and stuff. And, I mean, there is a reason why before last year, you know, there had never been three uh, straight of the same three consecutive of the same meetings in the finals until last year. And I mean, they're going for a fourth, but I mean, it's obviously it's, it's historically unprecedented that that happens. So, I mean, I do think that while it's like super normal for people as NBA fans to be like, okay, this is pretty uh, locked up here. You know, history does teach us that it's really freaking hard to get to the finals four times in a row. And I think, I mean, Portland... Michael has, Jordan couldn't even do it. No, no. He had to go play baseball. I mean, LeBron LeBron James is the only person that's ever done it. Yeah. Uh, and and I, not to slander LeBron too much, but he has basically spent his entire career playing in a conference that suits him doing that. Also, like, I just realized I should make a correction. LeBron did that in Miami. With the Heat, they made the finals four years in a row. That was oh, the yes, first time course. that happened. So, if the Warriors and Cavs do that, it will be the only the second and third. Well, times. it's the first time that happened. Yeah, in the modern game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Celtics made the finals like thirteen years in a row or something. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Thank you. It was a good point. Thank you, Eric. Good save. Good save. So we just got all of our bases covered. Uh, were they? Uh, were they? Uh, were the Celtics? Of course, whipped on the greatest basketball fraud who ever lived. It's uh, Jerry West, that old, <laughs> that old scumbag. It's so funny how I mean, are there? I mean, how are you a big fan of the D'Antonis? Oh, did, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, did you see? Did you see any of Dan D'Antoni? Yeah, uh, he uh, wears a um, he wears a ridiculous shirt underneath his suit jacket. I mean, it's kind of funny that the D'Antonis and Jerry West are from West Virginia. Yeah, because two of them are cool and one of them sucks so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I know yeah. that that's what you were gonna say. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I still yeah. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that Jerry West is the third most important basketball figure out of West Virginia. After Michael and Daniel D'Antoni. Yeah. Well, the Blazers are catching a break uh, with the the Celtics having all these guys injured. Uh, I mean, it's – I mean, you never wish injuries on anybody, but Portland has, I have to say, you know, gotten some nice luck. What? What? If we just did wish injuries on people, what if we just did it? You know what I mean? Like, what if we were just like, oh, I hope – uh, I don't know who's a who's a player I could say I want to get injured. Oh, I hope. Uh, uh, man, this is actually harder than I thought it would right? be. Right? Yeah, like you don't really like injuries. Just aren't fun. What's uh, like what's they all, a, they always suck. I mean, I mean, really. Like, what if I said I hope Jokic gets injured or Jokic gets injured? I mean, to what extent? Like, I mean, like that's what I would say. Like, I mean, I wouldn't. Would, damn. I mean that's brutal. 
You know um, what? I can't do it though. Like I, it's like it, like it, it tasted like, funny coming I, out of my mouth. I kind of like Jokic, man. See, that's what I'm saying. It's, you don't want to wish injury. I know people. everybody. Everybody likes it, but me. I understand. Yeah, you don't. No, but you don't want to wish injury at people. It's not fun. No. Yeah. You, no. Even I even just, yeah. Even trying to be contrarian, you can't do it. Yeah. I was trying to like say it out loud. I was trying to like bring it into life and see if it was something I could care for. Like I'm the dude who wants people to get injured. You know, but I just I it's it tastes like ashes. I just can't do it. Um, I kind of you know you know I wish Vince Carter would go back to his family. So I <laughs> and and not take a yeah. I mean I I I would have you heard the the you know the kind of the pipe dream that they have of getting Vince Carter to go back to Toronto for a year and then uh, ret- and, one? And, and retire as a Raptor. Yeah, he should do that. You know what Vince Carter should do? I was thinking about this today. He should keep playing until he eventually passes Kobe in points. Just like doing it like... In like 10-minute spurts? Yeah, just in 10-minute spurts. Until one day, he eventually passes Kobe in points. It and becomes takes like the Hank place. Aaron of NBA basketball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it takes his rightful place as the as the greatest shooting guard of his era. So just by pure, just by pure uh, entropy. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be something if he passed Kobe. I mean, what would he even have to do to do that? I don't know. He's <laughs> I mean, apparently it, it, going to look it up. Yeah, I mean, also speaking of stats, uh, Dwight Howard tonight with the first thirty thirty game since Kevin Love did it with the T Wolves. Congrats to Dwight. <laughs> 32 and 30. Uh, you know what, Dwight, I wouldn't say I hope Dwight gets injured. But I will say it doesn't feel quite as yucky coming off my tongue. He's had a really good career. So it's like, it's not, yeah. like, it's not, it's not like Jokic where, I mean, where like Jokic still is like very young and very in the middle of his career. Like, I mean, Dwight is, has been in the league for 14 years. Vince is about 1,100 points short of Kobe, but but oh, he's at oh, a point right now where he's scoring like 10 points a game. Um, no, like he scored 262 points so far this year. Oh yeah, that's not even. He needs to be on it. The problem is, is that he needs to. I think the reason he went to Sacramento is because they paid him. I think they paid him eight million dollars. They did? Yeah, dude, they paid. Was it like a dude, we need dad here? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, they did. They did. They got multiple dads. They got Vince and then they got uh, Zebo because Dave Yeager was a coach in Memphis. When I, when I when I think about Zach Randolph, the first thing I think is dad. I mean, he is now. I also, I also love that. So like Carter has definitely like kind of stayed in shape. And I think that there is merit to what you said about him potentially catching Kobe because he stayed in good shape. Zebo has gained like solid 15 pounds since he went to Sacramento. And, he's and what else just, are you going to do? In fairness, what else are you going to do in Sacramento? I mean, oh, I think all he does is eat. And work on his post ups, and I don't think he like does wind sprints or anything. Like, I mean, I, I like I think he's just chilling, and he is cashing a big check for them. I, I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but I know him and Vince Carter are both making like very good money. You know, a certain uh, a certain uh, herbal supplement was uh, legalized in California this year. You know, bang. 
not here to cast dispersions, but uh, uh, did you see that picture of Ichiro coming to the airport to come come back to play for Seattle? Oh yeah, the one of him in the suit. Yeah, he looks he looks very stressed out in that photo. Dude, did you read the right Thompson piece? The one that's just like Ichiro's a freak who wants to die on a baseball diamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basic, basically, yeah, that was yeah. the gist of it is that he's a maniac and he has like a thing with his dad and him and his dad don't talk. Hell yeah. I mean, you know what? If Ichiro did talk to his dad, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, I know. Hey, by the way, baseball season right around the corner. Around the corner. Uh, Mariners, Mariners dude, it all this year, baby. Dude, Mariners, dude. I'm, I'm very excited to have some Mariners baseball on in the Mike's summer. No, absolutely. Flip on, flip on all root sports. <laughs> Pay attention for three innings, and then hashtag where I root. Bail out, take a bail out, take a nap, baby. It's baseball. Take a nap and wake up to that Emerald Queen Casino commercial. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> God, baseball rules. We're sitting here making jokes, but that all rules. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's kind of like like I, I mean, I, I like it and like I I do like baseball. October baseball is the shit. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, playoff baseball is so great. the The only problem with playoff baseball is that it's completely random. But even then, you don't really care. No, no. Yeah, especially when the Mariners aren't in it, as, and regular, they, as they haven't it, been for the last sixteen years. And regular baseball just rules because, like, seventeen years, because it's just a thing that happens every day, and that's fun. Yeah, exactly. That that is fun to just have a thing on uh, that happens and it's live and, and and all that. But uh, I mean, the Blazers, man. I mean, I, oh, I mean yeah, we, we, no, no. I mean, we were talking about how you know the warriors you 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 think the warriors are still the favorites i think they are too yeah. in the in the west and in the, in the league uh but i i do sense it, it just feel like there there's a little bit more vulnerability with houston and with golden state cuz I, I mean obviously golden state has those stars but their depth has really taken a hit this year draymond looks i i have to say has at times looked very ordinary. I, 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 I watched him against Minnesota and Towns cooked him. Like Towns, Towns made Draymond look very regular. Yeah, but like I, but like who's going to be able to exploit that realistically? I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know, but there, I mean, the fact that there is a little sense of it, it that I think there is a little bit of blood in the water. And that I think I th- and I and I and I think Portland could take advantage. I think Oklahoma City. I think Oklahoma City is the other sleeper in the in, in the West that could make a run at, no at especially against Golden State. I, I dude, I think I think they match up pretty well. I think that there is no scenario where Westbrook doesn't shoot them out of that series. I think that Westbrook is not like spiritually equipped to have the equanimity to beat the warriors. I think that he, I think he would, I think he would just lose his mind. Like, I think he would just lose his mind. Also like, you know, Carmelo plays on that team, right? 
Right. Yeah, defensively, that would be a tough, uh, yeah. tough thing to do. But, but I mean, yeah, it would it would be tough to have him. I mean, I guess you would put him on Draymond, which would not go very well. No, <laughs> no. Uh, and and that's basically your best matchup. Is you put? I mean, I guess. I mean, if he could just, if they just dare Draymond to shoot, and just kind of have Carmelo kind of pack the paint a little bit. I mean, also, Adams has a lot he's a to good do with rebound. what they do. Adams yeah. has a lot with the, to do with what they do too. And the, and and the one the one thing that Melo can do on the defensive end is he can rebound. Like he he's always been a good rebounder, and 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 that is something that the Thunder. That's something that the Thunder absolutely have to win in a series, and and the Blazers for that matter against the Rockets or the Warriors, is you have to kick their butt on the glass to an extreme level. Like you have to really, really beat them up on the glass. I mean, that's how Oklahoma city almost beat them. Uh, I mean, obviously they didn't have Durant then on the Warriors, but the premise is, I mean, you have to dominate on the interior. You have to get those boards. And I think the same is for Oklahoma city, for the blazers, for even San, San Antonio or the Timberwolves, uh, you know, all those, and Utah for that matter, you know, all those teams have to be really, really, really good and have to win that by a wide margin to have any type of chance. And even then, you, you know, you still could lose because they're so good at shooting. Utah tripping up the Warriors in an eighth, in an eight one matchup won't happen, but it could. I honestly think the, I, I, I also think, especially if Clay's not right yet, because Clay has the broken thumb, and that is not good. Obviously, and it's on his shooting hand. I believe Curry, Curry's having some troubles this year too, right? Curry's some, ankle has—he's yeah. turned his ankle a couple times. It's been two weeks since he turned it last, <laughs> and then Durant has cracked ribs, and then. Draymond hurt his groin last night. From uh, I can't make that joke on here. Never mind. I mean, I mean, it is Draymond. He he has had some public. He thought de- it, he thought it was somebody else's groin, and he, yeah, yeah, and he hit himself in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, Draymond uh has been hurt too, and I I mean, obviously they're they're still trying to get right for the playoffs, but. Uh, Iguodala hasn't been quite as good. Uh, That's to be expected. Yeah. Patrick McCaw, who was a, uh, you know, kind of a key piece for them last year in the postseason has kind of had like a sophomore slump. He just hasn't been as good. Was he the one who gave Bill Walton the ride home? No, I think that might have been Looney. Anyway, look it up. It's very weird. Okay. I mean, Looney, if it was a, college game it would make sense because i think looney went to ucla oh okay which is obviously where walton went he, did he <laughs> had no idea thought he went to oregon are you serious no yeah okay it's, eric, it's like, eric like, i know like, that bill walton went to ucla you're like the number one walton fan yeah, I love Bill Walton. I mean, he's we all best... love, I mean, we all love Bill Walton. Yeah, he's my dad. He actually played uh, back in the day. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but he, my dad uh, went to Portland State and grew up in Portland. And during 
like off days and stuff like that. Like Bill Walton would like go play at Portland State. Sometimes he would play at the Selwood Community Center. Like that was just a weird time where like guys like Bill Walton would just go like to random pickup games in Portland. And my dad, who's like six, three would have to guard him because that was the, you know, because yeah, your dad's the tallest guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Bill Walton would go out there and just kick everybody's butt. Just Walton or like was Maurice no, no, Lucas. Like a, yeah. Maurice Lucas, like a bunch of those guys would all go out there, but Walton would do it all the time. Walton would just, Walton just did it. He was like, I mean, it, it does sound a little bit the way people talk about LeBron that like, I can totally see like Walton just being so obsessed with basketball that like he, even when he's not practicing, like he would just have to be playing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I think he was that type of guy that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that is the portrait you get of him and breaks of the game and stuff like that. So, is that like, like, so it's not that surprising that he would play at like community centers in Portland and, and like pick up runs at Portland state. Um, Nurk should do that. And he should just like lay dudes out. God, I would be so terrified. Just set, play. just set like disgusting screens. I mean, obviously, I would be very scared for my knees if I was guarding any Blazers player in a pickup game. But Nurkic would be just so physically uh, just your bones out, show it to you while you collapse on the ground. Yeah, and then, and then, the yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he just says like, you know, oh, did you see his tweet after the game last night? Uh, something along the lines of Rip City still on the ass. Yeah, no, it was, it was still Rip City on the ass, which is the, okay. by the way, which is the, uh, it's the new motto for the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, Rip City on the ass. Yeah, I think Dame came up with that one, of course. They uh, got Bill Shonley to say it. That was hilarious. Uh, they no, got, they got an older man to say it. And, uh, no, and our, 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 our guy, Casey Holdall, had a, I rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> no, Casey's not dead. Uh, he posted a video of DJ OG one and he had like a, like a scratch where he went and did like a scratch into rips and where Dame comes in and he does like rip city on the ass and they play it at the arena. Thank you so much. DJ OG one. I don't know how I feel about children hearing the word ass, but besides <laughs> that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Portland has, you know, their own thing. And, and like, uh, I, I just think it, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, they're really good, and I and I just think that there is, I think there more there's more of a possibility that they could win or that they could go to like a conference finals, and you know if, if there's an injury, man, like they could probably yeah they, they could then it's re- wide open. They could really honestly go to the finals. Like it's pretty nuts, but like if they somehow met Houston. In the conference finals, this I think would presume that Golden State something very bad happened to them. Yeah, like uh, if, like, like they like, lose in the first round or, or or something. But like, do you really think Chris Paul is going to make the finals? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, do you really think that this team full of dudes who D'Antoni's been pushing to their breaking limit all year is going to be like in condition to? Yeah. Yes, I think they have a good chance of lucking, lucking their way into the finals. I mean, but that's that's part of it. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, forget it, dude. You don't have to say lucking; they can just get in. I mean, like, yeah. like that. I mean, you need luck 
I mean, that is a major part of getting to the finals anyway. Like, I mean, ev- everyone got kind of mad about it when Doc Rivers said that the Warriors beat a bunch of teams without their stars. But, like, they did that first yeah, championship run. They caught a bunch of teams that didn't have their best guys. And so, like, I mean, that's just what happens. But it doesn't take away from how great that team was. And so, like, I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, obviously injury luck plays a part of it, but I mean, I think I think we got to give Portland, I think we got to give them credit for being, you know, not just in a not just getting lucky. I mean, they're they're really really good. I mean, the growth has been pretty wild, and I think Nurk might have made himself some extra money. Uh, and yeah, and I think in the playoffs he hasn't, you know, he has a, a huge chance to make himself even more money if he steps up in the playoffs. And I, you know, and there's still room for the, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Myers Leonard really stepping up and bringing some heat. Why, why you know, why? why, why, why <laughs> I, I don't know. Why, why do we got to go there? You know, I don't know. I apologize. You just I'm let, sorry. You just let the online mobs get the best of you. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Don't, uh, don't blame yourself. Blame, blame the internet. Um. Uh, yeah, my apologies to Myers Leonard and to his family, to his legions of fans, to the various men he's. Uh, here's the thing. He's harmed in here, pickup here, games. Here's the thing. Uh huh. Depending on the matchup, though, I could totally see him playing in the playoffs. Shut up! Shut up, dude. I would. <laughs> against you. No, against like, who? Against like, like he's gonna draw Gobert out of the paint. Yeah, or like Minnesota or or San Antonio, like it, it, especially if Nurk gets in foul trouble, dude. Like, like this is like a, a realistic scenario. Like, like Myers, like the, there's a realistic scenario in which, like, say, my, like I mean, it just happened the other day. Collins, it's like you know, Collins isn't that big, so it's tough for him to guard like big post guys. Myers is kind of good at that, not good at pick and roll, but he can really guard guys in the post. And it's like, I mean. I, I, I just I don't think it's really that inconceivable oh that Myers could get some minutes in the playoffs, dude. Like it's not. And he was, you know, I talked to him and he, and, and he he's like he's staying ready because he knows like there is going to yeah. be a moment where the Blazers are going to have to count on Myers because there's going to be a game when Nurkic is going to get in foul trouble. There's going to be a game when Ed gets in foul trouble, too. And Collins is really good and really skilled. But, uh, you know, if there's a guy going hard, like scoring a lot of points in the post which there's not a lot of but you know towns can kind of do that and lamarcus can do that if you get in a matchup with those teams i mean you're gonna have to stick someone on them um, um a myers lamarcus matchup in a playoff series granted and that's also if aminu gets in foul trouble too who would guard lamarcus a lot in that yeah. series. i really do think it would it would like portland would burn to the ground Maybe maybe this is just me being like too, because uh, I do think that this always happens in the playoffs where some guy that you don't expect like gets some PT and does something with it like. Or, or, maybe or, it's. Or, or, or I just wanted to be noted that it is currently uh, uh, ten forty four at night, and Eric is flipping through his theories about how Myers Leonard is going to bring it in the playoffs. <laughs> Blazers after dark. I mean, it's. I mean, this is the most. This is the most ten forty four at night possible conversation. No, I mean, I mean, it's. It, I'm just saying, the emergency situation could happen where he plays, and 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 Portland would need him to like do something. 
like set a good screen and maybe hit a three and play like five decent minutes at injure Draymond. I don't know. I'm just saying like there's going to be a time, especially if they play a team that has a guy that's going to work down low, like, or that it's big, that is a big guy and uh, guys get in foul trouble. I mean, I, I, it would not be that crazy. And I've seen weirder things. Haven't we all (laughs) in these, in these times, President Donald Trump, Myers Leonard, contributor off the bench. In the year of our Lord, 2018. Mayor Cynthia, Mayor, or no, what, what's Cynthia? Governor, Governor, Cynthia, Governor, Governor Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon. Nixon. She's running against Quump. Look, you, look, if you got this far in the podcast, you get to hear this. <laughs> Mario Cuomo really is just unbelievably heinous. <laughs> I hope Cynthia Nixon destroys him. I'm with it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say to that part of the pod uh the the, the new york governor's edition yeah. of, of locked up blazers so yeah c- come back to us you know all all election season long you know, down with you know down with neo libs chapo hoop house yeah chapo hoop house down with mike acker <laughs> down with casey hold all uh down with the marcus aldridge uh I, Terry, I got some for Terry. Down with Terry Stotts. What? Why? Okay, explain your Terry beef. Because he's an authority figure, man. All <laughs> of them. They're all going down. Paul Allen, get him out of here. See, Ichiro. See. What? Why? Why Ichiro? Hit the road. Ichiro is baseball dad, man. Dude, I'm stoked on Ichiro. I'm happy for you, but he is baseball dad. You Dude, submitted have, to you submitted to the patriarchy. Oh man, I, I haven't found. I don't know where that shirt is. I bought a shirt a long time ago from Upper Playground, the store. It's like a like an artsy like T-shirt store downtown. I'm familiar with Upper Playground. They had one that was like a like a portrait of Ichiro, like up to bat and doing like his Ichiro thing, where he would extend his arm and look out. Sends his arm and looks out. I thought it was like a portrait of Ichiro, like Ichiro sat for a portrait. Since we were talking about baseball, you did remind me, now that we're doing this Ichiro talk. Babe I, Ruth. No, I'm also reminded, okay. I, Ichiro was responsible for one of the coolest sporting events I've ever been to. I went to the World Baseball Classic Final mm-hmm. in LA in 2009, and Ichiro had the game-winning hit. All that rules. That rules so hard. It was badass. It was it was Japan versus Korea, so it was fucking beef. Like the Koreans were intense. Like the the Korean fans, dude, were like the most amazing fans. They had drums. They had chants. Like it was an incredible Ichiro, atmosphere. Ichiro dude. didn't even care. No, Ichiro didn't care, dude. I mean, it was basically home field for Korea. And 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 Ichiro won the game. Like it it was a badass game. It's like one of the coolest sporting memories of my life. Uh, uh, oh no, I'm out of people. Of so authority I'm, figures to to, to, be, out down, of to be down to, to be down with. Yeah, uh, Brad, Brad Stevens. Brad, yo, <laughs> I think that Alex C. King said this, and so I might be ripping him off. Uh, uh, Brad Stevens is neoliberalism, man. <laughs> There's just no way around it. Like that's you, what he is. I will say. I mean, I I don't. I haven't used the app 
did you see that uh, the NBA's ans- like the NBA's like part of the NBA's answer to mental health is like a branding deal with Headspace? Got it. Yay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw that and I was, I, and I was like, know, it's, I mean, I, I've never used Headspace. Eric's trying to get me to be a meditation snob on mic right now yeah. because, <laughs> because I am like, because like I am this is so a, 1049. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I am a pretty serious Vipassana practitioner, you know, I try to, I try to get in two sits a day. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I, I'll sit for an hour. I've like gone to 10 day retreats where I didn't talk to anybody. I've only gone to one. I'm probably going to do another one this year or next year. I haven't decided yet, but like, but like, and Eric's trying to get like yank out of me. He's trying to get me to be like, Oh, mind space. What? No, don't use, don't use that. You gotta, all you need is your breath, baby. But I just want the audience to know. Now I believe that the value of meditation can can improve anybody's life. It can be used to curb a, a craving and aversion in your heart. And uh, if uh, headspace is the way you want to get that done, I uh, I encourage you to do it. Okay. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, Corbin's not a meditation snob, and uh, and uh, Corbin's not gonna let Eric uh, troll him into uh, saying something like uh, like. Uh, like you oh, suck if you use Headspace. Yeah, like, like that's not what I'm. Yeah. Tra- yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I did see that, and I was just like, you know, I mean, good, and also just like, I mean, very classic of the NBA to make sure they get a branding deal out of it. Oh, like, yeah, of le- yeah. le- like that was just like, you know, that was just the one thing I was just like, less so about using Headspace and more so about the NBA having a branding deal with them. Um, Another, thing, I, you know what I want to say at a te- at a ten. Uh, 10 whatever it is. 10.50. 10.50 now? Yeah. The jersey patches stink. <laughs> How about the Clippers with Bumble? You know, I actually met my girlfriend on Bumble, so oh, that's that, that actually is a nice memory. So do you want to get a Clippers jersey with the Bumble patch? No, I'm not like that into Bumble. It's just, you know, it just evokes nice memories in me is all. The, the, the Raptors one is hideous. Which one is it? I don't even remember, but like it doesn't even fit with the jersey. Like it's like, it's like a, it's like it's from a minor league hockey team or something. Milwaukee with the Harley Davidson is honestly is truly embarrassing. I mean, it also though pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's kind, it's kind of cool. Like, like I feel like that's the best one, just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little out of control. It's just like I, it's like Harley's and Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Has Giannis had to like pose with a motorcycle yet? <laughs> Honestly, I've not looked up any of the promotional material uh, from that. Uh, I've just seen the jerseys. Um. <laughs> oh my God, Giannis like standing next to a motorcycle with like a leather coat and sunglasses on and like a big Giannis smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's making me want to buy Harley. I don't even drive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Blazers, shout out to the, the team that this podcast is about, doesn't have a sponsor. Yeah. I Hopefully they never do. Yeah, because I, I just don't know what exactly would look good. Unless they get, unless they get trailblazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, that would be. Also, shout out to the guys at Trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. Who, shout out to, uh, Keith, to, to Keith and Ira and Nick. Yeah. 
uh, who they're all doing the uh, they they raised a ton of money for that billboard. <laughs> yeah, the Bron- da- Bron's the coming to Portland, man. Dame needs a third option. LeBron. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see LeBron saying like, "Man, you get me on Dame's team, I'll I'll show you how." Yeah, I'll I mean, show you how underappreciated. I'm just saying, LeBron's coming to Portland. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I wish I could totally agree with you there. And and there's a lot of great things about Portland. I just, I, I mean, <laughs> Portland. Obviously, the cap is is very, uh, and, and LeBron is not going to sign for anything less than the max. Live in Vancouver, tax haven. <laughs> I think on. Um, I think players actually used to do that. I, I remember because I worked at the Columbian for a while, so I have a little bit of a connection to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And my old sports editor, who's still the sports editor over there, Micah Rice, told me that a lot of Blazers used to live is in Micah, Vancouver. Are we going to say shouts to Micah? Or shout, are we going to say no, Micah, no, Micah made, is an authority figure who no, we should no, show? No, 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 no. Okay, major, sorry. Ma- no, major shouts to Micah. Major shouts uh, to Micah. I've also met Micah, who's lovely. No, Micah's the man. Uh, but Micah told me that when, especially when I first started there, that a lot of Blazers used to live in Vancouver, but they closed the tax loophole that allowed them to ah. to avoid the taxes ah. in Vancouver. So Port, Vancouver used to be a hub of Blazers players, but it is no longer because of the fact that they closed the tax loophole. There's a big mansion. I live in Hazeldell, which is near Salmon Creek, and there's like a big mansion house out there and somebody once told me it used to belong to a blazer perhaps chris dudley although which I mean, would make I sense mean, because I mean, who, chris, yeah, dudley, chris dudley wouldn't want to pay taxes yeah yeah because if there's anybody out there who doesn't want to pay taxes it's chris dudley right he had uh, to, he ended up moving to lake oswego uh the swig baby dude by the way great great moment for lake oswego today with clay thompson gracing the cover of slam <laughs> one of the lake oswego greats him, Kevin Love, Kevin Love, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. Wait, CJ lives in the suite. I'm pretty sure every Blazer lives in like Oswego, except for like Evan Turner. I think. I think every, like pretty much like all of so them. Evan, live. Evan lives in. Evan lives. I'm just, in, saying, uh, I'm just saying they either live there. Or what, they, they either live there or Westland. Like I don't think that many of them live in the city. Oh, okay. I was about to say Evan, Evan lives on. Uh, Evan lives on Mississippi. Over yeah. yeah. You can see him with Blue Star Donuts. <laughs> I was trying to think of another thing. I'm I mean, Nurk, 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 maybe Nurk lives downtown because he goes to Barista. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Nurk is a Nurk is a frequent fixture at the at the Pearl District Barista, unless I'm mistaken. Mason Plumley, former uh, city resident, living downtown Portland. Duke. That's some very Duke stuff right there. Well, he, I think it's because he—I mean—he's from Indiana. It's not like he's like you know. He, but he—he—he he, he lived in New York. He—he he started his career. Oh, yeah. He started yeah. his career in Brooklyn. So like, I think he just wanted to like kind of do something similar to that. But, he's like, hey, this is kind of like Brooklyn. It's actually not unlike a lot of people who move here. Hey, this is kind of like Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's a lot cheaper and the weather's better, but. And there's no subway. And there's no subway. Although apparently they all hate the subway now. Yeah, I know. That's the one thing that you learn on Twitter.com uh, <laughs> when you follow people from New York is that the subway is terrible. <laughs> Subway's bad. I don't know. I seems fine to me. The thing that uh, uh, the, I always know with the subway situation is in New York, and I always know the weather in New York because the, uh, of who I follow on Twitter. 
the um and, and for like I don't have it, I don't check it on my apps. I don't I don't like I just I see the tweets and that's what tells we, me about New York. Can we talk about one more stupid thing before I leave and don't go to bed, but instead write a blog post for money at eleven at night? Which we, su- I, we, su- we support that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to take a shower. I, I was at yoga before we started this podcast. Ooh, I exercise. Um, dude, you gotta stretch, dude. What of? Oh, geez, what was I gonna talk about? Oh, so apparently, the city of Portland is going to buy new streetcars. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate the streetcar. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> Which is like. <laughs> The streetcar is <laughs> in a, it's the wackiest form of public transportation I'm personally familiar with. It's a very forgiving term. It's I'm up there it's like up there with the monorail at Disneyland as far as public transportation I've ridden and thought, huh. This, huh? How about the the Seattle monorail? Okay, the okay. I can't even ride the Seattle monorail. It costs too much. Are you familiar with the cat bus? No. The cat bus is a bus that leaves Hazeldell and goes up to like Longview, and it and it runs three times a day, and it costs one dollar, and it takes you. From Vancouver to maybe, Longview? Or maybe it's Kalama now. It's actually like further than that. It used to go all the way to Olympia, but they stopped that. And uh one dollar? Yes, it's one or two dollars. It would in college it was one dollar because you could get from Olympia to Vancouver for one dollar. I never took it because it spooked me. Uh, is it, it was it I mean, is it kind of like a Greyhound? No, no, but not like, it's not like, oh, it's kind of like, it's, but that's not a good thing. It's like worse than a Greyhound. No, that's what, I mean, I, I, I know when I say that it's, it's kind of like a Greyhound. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. No, no, no. What I'm, you're not saying a Greyhound's a good thing or you're not saying Greyhounds aren't a good thing. I, 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 you know, I mean, bull buses are a little bit better. Operated by Greyhound should be noted. I know, but, I know, but I, yeah. Look, I, cat bus is like it's like half the size of a Greyhound, and um, uh, I don't think they have like seat belts or anything. It's just like a rickety old bus that goes up and down I five a few times a day. Well, I mean, I, I've never been on that bus. No, of course not. I haven't either, and I live right next to it. I just have no reason to go to Kalama. Yeah, I, I, I've driven past Kalama a zillion times. I've never. I don't think I've ever been to Kalama. I have been to Kalama. My shout friend, out to our listeners in Kalama if we have any. <laughs> my friend's wife is from Kalama, and I think I've been to Kalama to pick her up once. This has been Kalama talk. Eric, I have to work, so I'm okay. All right, all right. later, Corbs. <laughs> but oh, thanks for. I, 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, where is your uh, piece going to be? 
that you're about to go write right now. Uh, it's on by sports. Should okay. be up there tomorrow. All right. Um, thanks for listening. Keep it locked on Locked On Blazers. Leave us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Uh, the Blazers are kicking butt. They play the Celtics after losing to the Rockets on Tuesday. Played Celtics on Friday. No Kyrie. Brad Stevens cry. <laughs> Brad Stevens is a, a fraud. Corbin would yeah. like to remind you. Fraud. Uh, Marcus Smart out. Cry. Uh, basically everybody, but also they have Jason Tatum still. They have Al Horford, and they beat the Blazers without Kyrie last time. So uh, it still should be probably a pretty good game because they have a system, and they just beat Oklahoma City the other night. So, uh, all right. Good- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good night, everyone. Uh, we'll see you later on in the week after the rest of the games are over. Bye.